This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, Yossi Ashkenazi and Ben Keston join us to discuss how Cloud Data Sense is revolutionizing the way you manage data in the cloud. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio and with me today I have a couple of special guests to talk to us all about cloud data sense. So with us today, Yossi Ashkenazi is here. Yossi, what do you do and how do I reach you? Hi, Justin. Great to be here. Um, my name is Yossi, but you can call me Joe. It's much more you know, easy to pronounce uh, name. And I'm a cloud solution architect at uh, Innovation Center in Tel Aviv. All right, excellent. Now, don't get offended. I'll probably call you Yoshi a few times. <laughs> Too much Mario. No Too much Mario. Obviously. All right. Uh, so, uh, Yoshi, how do we reach you if we want to get in touch with you? So, my email is Yoshi, Y-O-S-S-I, at meta.com. And my LinkedIn is Yoshi.ash at gmail.com. You will find me there. All right, excellent. It's, it's interesting that you were able to get Yossi at NetApp.com. We have several other Yossis here, and, and you beat them to it. Only one. I, <laughs> I did a research. We only had two Yossis, and I'm the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, excellent. So uh, also with us today, Ben Keston. So, Ben, uh, what do you do here at NetApp, and how do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Great to be here. So I'm Global Expansion Manager for Cloud DataSense here at uh, the NetApp Tel Aviv Innovation Center. Um, you could reach me at my NetApp email at ben.keston at netapp.com or just look me up on LinkedIn at Ben Keston. You'll find me there. All right, excellent. So before we get into what Cloud Data Sense is, let's tackle the first question I have for you. What do you see as the number one problem with data in the cloud? Like, What is Cloud Data Sense essentially trying to solve here? So uh, in, in short, data, you know, customer looking for data governance products uh, and data sense can help reduce security and compliance risk, decrease storage cost and assist with data migration project. So basically data is spread everywhere. Customer using these days the cloud, using on-prem, hybrid cloud and data is increasing every day. So the most challenges these days is how to manage and mitigate the risk of the data. So, you know, in a nutshell, this is what DataSense is doing. It's like a magnifier that's helping our customer to get insight about their data. So with Cloud DataSense, are we able to span multiple clouds or is it, you know, is it only for single cloud instances? I mean, how, how does it work? Sure, great question. So basically it supports DataSense, uh, although the name is Cloud DataSense, it supports, of course, clouds. So DataSense can be deployed inside Azure, inside GCP and inside AWS. And it's also supporting uh, um, um, on-prem on -prem data centers as well. So all the above. Right, so I guess my question mainly was, if, if I have a single instance of cloud data sense, can I manage multiple clouds and on-prem in the same window or do I have to go to different instances for yeah. that? Yeah, uh, so as long as we will have, as long as data sense instance will have the connectivity to the different cloud vendors, uh, we are okay. 
Usually, customer will prefer to deploy separate instance per the cloud vendor. So if they have multiple cloud vendors, such as Azure and GCP, for example, probably they will have a dedicated cloud data sense instance inside the cloud vendor. Okay. And what if I have cloud instances that aren't supported yet, like something like Ali Cloud or something like that? Is, is there like a PVR process I can go through or is that something that, you know, is like a roadmap item? Yeah, great, great question. So basically, um, the accounting will uh, reach to us. And uh, uh, usually uh, the team here is, you know, this is the A team here with data since I'm meeting the dev team every day. So they are really like to get more information and what are the challenges of our customers if there is a cloud vendor that it's not supported and this is something that our customer need to support with it. Yeah, we need to file a PVR and usually we, we will provide a solution quickly and rapidly to support this unsupported cloud vendor. Okay, so so cloud data sense is essentially a way to kind of organize your data, understand where it lives. Uh, what else does, is it able to do? Like what sort of functionality does it provide to end users uh, when they're trying to, to get a handle on what their data looks like? Great question. And thank you for that. Um, basically, the cloud data sense is scanning files. It can it's supporting uh, you know uh, uh, unstructured and structured files, NetApp and non-NetApp systems. So usually, customers and prospects think that the product can only scan files out of NetApp system, whether it's on-prem or CVO inside the cloud or at the six, the new thing that we uh, that AWS released lately. Uh, but uh, most of our customers are actually deploying it inside on-prem. So basically, DataSense will scan the data. It can be SIFS volumes, it can be NFS volume, it can be any SMB shares or any NFS shares, not necessarily located in NetApp. It can scan structure databases, such as MongoDB, SQL Server, uh, MySQL Server, and so on. And uh, the main focus of the product is to provide insight about the data. So uh, I will elaborate uh, about that in a few minutes. So you you mentioned SMB and NFS. Does this does this support block at all? Does it go inside of LUNs, inside of clients, or is it is it strictly for NAS? So it's strictly it's strictly uh, for uh, uh, flat files inside a NAS. But if you have a database installed on a block storage, uh, DataSense will be able to scan this as well. Uh, but this is a great question, and this is something that uh, we already got a requirement from customers. Uh, to be able to scan a LAN device for flat files. So with the data sense scanning, is that done using something like Cloud Sync or is that something else that's, that's powering that engine? So the UI is the Cloud Manager, the well-known Cloud Manager. Cloud Manager is the SaaS UI for uh, made of different cloud services. So after uh, you will deploy the Cloud Manager, whether it's inside the cloud, or uh, inside on-prem, we will have the UI in order to manage data sense. And from the data sense tab landing page under the cloud manager, we will be able to deploy data sense. Yeah, but I, I mean, what, what engine is powering that? Is it, is it like a cloud sync engine or is it like, you know, it, and it has to use a NAS protocol. Is it is it multi-threading these scans? How does that all work in the background? So if it's a NetApp system and uh, the customer using NFS and SIFS, uh, the data sense instance will mount to that volume 
with the relevant protocol. So it can be SIFS or NFS. This is the protocol the data sense will use, such as application that need to mount to a meta volume, you know, and, and to scan data. This is what data sense will do. It will mount automatically to the volume and scan the data via the relevant protocol. And how fast are these scans? Thanks to the technology, um, it's a multi-thread scanning and uh, actually uh, the latest feature that we have with the cloud data sense, it's now supported uh, scale out. So basically if we have an enterprise customers with petabytes of data and they would like that the scan will be quickly as possible, we can scale out the solution. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and usually, usually customer uh, installing one instance, one data sense instance, so the installation is going like that. First of all, we need to deploy the cloud manager, the connector, and then we will deploy the data sense. So usually we need two dedicated instance for the connector and one for the data sense. So when you say scale out, is it spinning up more instances of cloud data sense or how does that work? So for on-prem customers, uh, if they need to scan multiple of petabytes, and we do have that kind of customers, we will be able to scale out up to four nodes. This is what we tested so far. Theoretically, we can scale out for more nodes, but currently we check with uh, with uh, four nodes and, and the scanning are really, really fast. <clears throat> so with these scans, is it configurable to how many threads I can run at a time or does, does cloud data sense basically hide all that so it's you know easy to use and, and simple to manage? Yeah, it's part of the internal system of data sense. It will do it automatically. So the end user or the data sense administrator doesn't have to, to deal with it. And this is the whole point with data sense. You don't need to be you know, a data sense expert in order to manage data sense. It's all out of the box. All right. So I know that cloud data sense can do things like data categorization and ownership control. You know, how does it do that? Like what, what is it scanning and how is it? populating that information in the cloud data sense? Is there a backend database that keeps that? And what information is it keeping? Yeah, great question, an important question. Uh, actually, every every meeting with a, with a prospect, we are getting these questions. So basically, the data, the results, the dashboard that, uh, that data sense will provide to our customer will always stays on customer network. So if it's customer on VPC in AWS or VNet in Azure or inside the on-prem, the data is always stay in customer network. It should be a security product. So it doesn't make any sense that data sense will send information to NetApp. So it's uh, it's located on uh, the customer own network. And uh, yeah, it's a data classification. So basically we started as a data classification product that will be able to uh, mitigate compliance risks such as you know, the well-known compliance regulations such as GDPR, CCPA, all this private regulation, this is how we started. Um, but now it's more data governance product and compliance is part of data governance. What does it mean? This means that data governance needs to do much more tasks. So it's not just compliance these days, it can do much more. So for example, identify where the file located, who owns the file? Is there any permission breach on the file itself? Uh, when the file were last modified? When the file was last uh, was last uh, accessed? When it was created? Um, and based on those dashboards, you know, uh, different teams, different departments can use the same tool. So this, the tool is aimed for the compliance officer, 
department or also for the storage admin department. Both of them can get insight about the data and about what they carry to get. So for example, storage admin are always looking, you know, storage admin is always looking for improve the efficiency of his storage. So this is what DataSense is all about. DataSense can help the storage admin take smarter decisions what to do with the data. For example, archive the data, migrate the data. For example, all data that no one using over the last seven years, maybe because of the dashboards that DataSense will provide him, he will be able to take a smarter decision. But it's not just for the storage admin, of course, it's also for the security team and for the compliance team as well. So DataSense will be able to map and classify and find what we call PIIs, personal identification information. So everything is out of the box. So the product will start scanning immediately after the, the administrator will switch on, on which volume, on which, on which uh, uh, volume or portion of data to scan the data. And DataSense immediately will start to collect the information it's always on, it's always scanning, and provide insight about compliance risk. For example, email addresses that located on the file, um, uh, social security number, IBAN number, and so on and so forth. The great thing with the product that you don't need to be a compliance officer in order to configure the product. Everything is out of the box thanks to the artificial intelligence mechanism that it's part of data sets. With the... Um the data that you're collecting here, is it something that you can easily sort and filter? Is it Does it have functionality to do that? You know, how, how easy is it to navigate through all these giant data sets? Uh, it's, it's, uh, this, is, this is something that we are seeing on every POC. On every POC, when customer, you know, when prospect would like to check the product, prospect or partner would like to check, to check the product, what we are doing is that, that we are just, you know, walking through uh, and navigate, it, navigate uh, the UI. So the customer usually doing it by himself. And every single time the customer, the prospect, that you know, eventually there will be a customers. They are saying that this 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 is the easiest product that they ever manage. And uh, yeah, there are only uh, four tabs inside the cloud manager. And data science started as a simple to manage product, and it's still there. And this is a great news for us and for our customers. So yeah, they have the options to filter. They have out of the box results. If the customer would like to get a special results that's related to his organization, for example, custom PIIs, I referred, late, uh, I referred uh, a few minutes ago that DataSense will find the PIIs automatically thanks to the artificial intelligence mechanism that uh, integrated with DataSense and thanks to NLP uh, mechanism. But what if we do have a customer that has its own PII that he would like to discover? And it's not part of the GDPR regulation rules. For example, employee ID. For this customer, employee ID considers a personal information. He would like to find it. So DataSense has that capability. And this is something that, that customer can configure from the UI. We call it data fusion. So for instance, if I wanted to look for employee IDs or if I wanted to look for a username, I could do that pretty easily and filter that. Like say like an employee leaves the company and I want to delete all the data or, or, or basically archive all the data that they had, I could do that easily through Cloud Data Sense? Yes. You have a search searching engine, Google-like searching engine, and you can search for the user and Data Sense would provide immediately the results. The indexing are there is really, really fast. This means that the searching is fast. 
and you can add, you can get you know within within two seconds the results with all the files and the personal files that belongs to that user. We can actually generate a report that you can share with the end user that left the organization. So on this report, according to the GDPR, we will you know data science will state what you know what kind of files exist inside the organization and the regulation and the rules what to do with those files. Hey, Mr. Samuel Adam, you left the organization. Those are the files that we collected and found. What you would like us to do with those files? Would you like to archive? Would you like to delete? Would you like to collect the file and get it to you? This is something that data science can do, of course. Justin, the, uh, the filtering capabilities, if I may elaborate, are uh, a unique and very strong um, offering by DataSense just because it offers a multiple uh, filtering capabilities, just like any website uh, that you go in and you, you'd like to filter any uh, of the metadata or the data that we have. So imagine that you want to, let's say, uh, locate stale data that lives on a specific data repository. So how do you do that? Basically, with DataSense, it's very easy. You, you would, on the filter engine, just select that specific data repository and then go ahead and, and select as well files, let's say, that are older than five years old, and you will receive the entire list of all of the files that you have across all of your data sources uh, or the specific volumes uh, that contain um, uh, those specific files. And, and you could go ahead and, and have very, very unique filtering capabilities in order to really dive into the data and understand uh, uh, further what you really have. So when you like, you're able to do this with names and, and IDs as well as um, access dates. Are you able to also filter by sizes? Like, can can you say, you know, I want to find all files that are larger than 500 megs? Can can you filter that way? Yeah. Well? yeah. And by the way, this is part of the out of the box solution. So you have a dashboard that presented that, and you just need to press the right uh, the right dashboard, and it will do it for you. So easily you can find those files, you know, based on size. But as Ben mentioned, you can also do it manually. You can access into the investigation page and filter according to your requirements. After you find these files, you mentioned, you know, do you want to archive? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Is that something that I can handle through this pane? Like, so let's say I want to delete all the files from a user. Can I do that from Cloud Data Sense or do I have to take another step and actually go into the, the directory and start doing that? So data science is not just a dashboard generator or report generator. It can actually take actions. So basically, yes, you can take actions on the files and the results. So let's assume that you search for files be, uh, below 500 megs or 500 gigs or 100 gigs, and you are getting the results. Now you would like to do something with the results. So you can take multiple actions at the time on uh, multiple files. And the action that you can take these days with DataSense, this is a really, really important feature for us and for our customer, of course, customers. Uh, you can tag, you can label, you can delete, as you mentioned, and you can even migrate the data. So we are really excited about that because those features, we got those, those requirements from existing customers that say to, to us, hey, the product is always on. The product is always scanning the data. What about actions? So as I told you, the dev team here in Tel Aviv in Innovation Center doing an amazing job. They are listening to the fields. 
So every time we are getting feedback from customers, hey, I need that this product will do that and that. And this is something very important. Uh, this will be you know, part of the product really, really rapidly. Those actions came because of the customers. So you mentioned label as an action. Is that correct? Correct. So that means I can label certain data sets with, you know, kind of like a tag, like an S3 tag. Does, does that also mean I can go back and, and search by labels? Is, is that a filter as well? Yes, you can. So basically the main difference, the difference between labeling and tag, it's pretty confusing because I didn't know what is the difference between label and tag. It sounds to me the same. But the main difference is tag will stay on DataSense database. It will not modify the file. It will not add to the metadata of the file anything. With labeling, it's a different story. With labeling, DataSense has integration with AIP, Azure Information Protection, well-known labeling mechanism. So DataSense has the integration with, with this mechanism. Um, so DataSense, uh, when, when DataSense is using the AIP, it will modify the file. It will add to the metadata the labeling. Uh, this is a Microsoft technology, and we have customers that using that technology, and we have other customers that doesn't want to add to the metadata of the file anything, then we will use the tagging mechanism, but it's part of DataSense as well. So you also mentioned there's a migrate option, and it got me thinking that this could another use case for this could be I have a, an archive repository that I use for backups, right? And, and I use DataSense to scan that. Am I able to restore files to a source volume from this? Like, can I can I use it as like a restore index and and you know for high file count environments where I have a lot of files, it takes me a while to find them. Can I use that to to you know, basically find files quickly for restores? So great question. Basically, in order to do restores, we will recommend to use the cloud backup services. Uh, it's the, the data migration is more aimed for customer that, that need to do a migration. Uh, for example, into the cloud, and they need to scan the data before they are doing migration. Let's take a scenario where a customer is under regulation, GDPR regulation, and is not allowed to migrate data with personal information. So obviously, this is something DataSense will be able to do. DataSense will scan the data, map and classify which data is considered as a personal information or sensitive personal information, and by the results, the customer will be able to migrate the non-sensitive data, for example, using cloud data sets. So data sets, the first stage of data migration, and data migration is something important. We are here, our customers. This is something that customers are requiring from data sets team. And uh, the first stage that is supporting these days uh, is to migrate from any supported data source, for example, S3 buckets, blob storage, NetApp systems, any SMB share or NFS share, and even OneDrive of all 365, DataSense will be able to migrate those files from a different data sources into uh, an NFS destination. And, and there is a reason why I stated this is the first stage, because customers really like this feature, and we have already got a request to support more destination and not just NFS. So this is, this is a, definitely on our roadmap. So with that feature, how does it handle things like NFS ACLs? Does it does it take on those ACLs as well, or is it strictly just an NFS v3 thing? Exactly, just NFS v3. And uh, yeah, this is the next thing with the product. We will be able also to um, to preserve ACLs, as you mentioned. And this is another uh, important 
requirement from customers. So currently not, but in the future, yes. And with the ACL future thing, is there also going to be a way to query those ACLs, to view those ACLs, to manage those ACLs, or is that something that's going to have to be happen to have, have to happen from the client themselves? NDA. <laughs> NDA. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I will not go any further. I've got. I've got the answer I want. <laughs> um, so you mentioned earlier that that CBS or cloud backup services would be the the use case for archives and backups. D- does cloud data sense tie into CBS at all? Does it? Do they interact with each other, or is that a separate thing entirely? It sounds like I gave you the questions prior to this session, and and we, we didn't spoke, you know, we didn't speak, uh, you know, prior to the session. But, no, no, I, I asked yes, these things is... right off the top of my head, so I'm I'm like a customer basically trying to probe you. <laughs> no, no, those are great questions, and I'm really, really happy to do, to get that kind of question. And this is again, this is something that DSNS team and CBS team use, you know, sitting together and thinking about the integration between the two products. One of the Thing that we are thinking about, and again, this is a roadmap. Uh, this is uh, we cannot promise anything, but just to elaborate on the way how the dev teams from both teams on the same office thinking about. So one of the things that we know, and and we got this from customers. Let's talk about ransomware. So ransomware it's a very very hot topic these days. Every vendor would like to have any feature related to ransomware. So one of the things that we are thinking about is to integrate with DataSense and CBA, CBS. What does it mean? So this means that cloud DataSense, uh, it's anyhow, it's scaling the data. It's always on. We have the artificial intelligence mechanism. We have the insight. DataSense has the insight about the data. And think about the DataSense in the future will be able to alert about any abnormal behavior. And think about that data science is, is aimed to network system and non-network system. This means that today we are installing data science on non-network customers that using other storage vendors. So think about the advantage about that. So we will be able to alert about abnormal behavior. And the next stage that the team is thinking about is related to integrate with CBS. So just imagine what's happening with ransomware attack. You know, something happened. Now the hero of the organization is the backup admin. He needs to restore the data, but how does he know what to restore? So basically the backup admins, uh, you know, taking their decisions based on the end users that knocking on their door and, you know, jumping into their room. Hey, this file X, Y, Z were encrypted, please recover. But is it going to be the, the best decision? Uh, so, so basically, those administrators need to take a smart decision related to which file to recover. So, this is the integration that we are going to have in the future. Uh, data sense will generate a report which files were uh, attacked uh, uh, due to ransomware attack, or which file were encrypted due to ransomware attack, and we will provide a report to the CBS admin. Hey, those are the files that you need to recover. So this is the integration that we are thinking about. So it was too much technically, but I really, really like the question. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And on that same in that same line of thinking, you know, when you mentioned ransomware, uh-huh. there are also the native ransomware protection things within things like ONTAP. 
So are we able to do things like trigger snapshots or leverage the, the automatic ransomware detection functionality in ONTAP within Cloud Data Sense, or does it not have any API hooks into ONTAP at all? So NDA. <laughs> okay. So yes. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But uh, yes, those are the things that uh, the product team and the, the amazing dev team of data sense thinking about to do this integration from one UI to be able to integrate it. For example, as you mentioned, to generate snapshots and to be able to uh, generate, uh, recover the data from data sense using CDS API, as you mentioned, and using the F policy. And lots of exciting new technologies that I'm not allowed to share here, but stay tuned. So as far as the cost goes, I mean, you have several tiers, right? You have a free tier, uh, you have pay-as-you-go, and you have annual. When you have those that free tier, I understand that it's free for the, the cost up to one terabyte. What about the scans themselves? Does that is that going to incur costs on the cloud instances? Are, are we going to have to pay ingress and, and egress charges for those scans or are those scans pretty much you know very low cost cost is ben <laughs> ben yeah no so we, we could only comment on the cost of data sense itself i don't really think or know if there's any additional cost for the cloud renderer itself yeah and i yeah. guess you know, basically you know you, you have cloud charges when you do things like reads and writes. Yeah. And I, I didn't know if this, these counted as reads or if they're just basically strictly metadata and it's, it's very low cost. So that was the question, right? I mean, basically, you know, how, how is it going to impact the overall ROI for this type of... I, I will take this one. I will take this one because it's pure technical. Uh, so basically, um, uh, if customer would like to scan data, so basically the recommendation is to install the data sense instance close to the data. So let's take a scenario where a customer would like to install DataSense inside his on-prem system, but he would like the DataSense will scan uh, uh, Azure uh, block storage or AWS S3 buckets or NetApp CDO. So this this will cost, you know, this will be a your charge as you mentioned. But usually the customers uh, prefer to install DataSense close to the data. So in that case. Uh, customer won't be charged because the data sense instance will be located usually on the same VPC where the data source that need to be scanned located as well. Um, regarding to uh, capacity, you mentioned the free tier. Yes, we do have a free tier and this is important. Usually customer doing the POC by themselves, they're installing data sense by himself using the cloud manager and cloud manager is free of charge, of course, as we know. So they are deploying cloud manager, then they are deploying uh, inside, for example, inside any cloud vendor data sense. The deployment, by the way, will be automatically, it's a fully automation from cloud manager. They don't need to deal with, you know, provisioning and installing OS, everything happening automatically by cloud manager. And after they have the instance, they just need to choose which data source they would like to scan. So if it's a NetApp system, the only thing that they need to do is discover this, this NetApp system under the uh, Canvas tab. If it's a non-NetApp system, there is a configuration page, there is a configuration tab inside data center landing page, and then they just need to add uh, uh, automatically the shares and the NFS export or the database that they would like to send. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um so, you know, you mentioned non-NetApp systems and NetApp systems, and, you know, this would be a good use case for, you know, trying to migrate from a non-NetApp system to a NetApp system. 
does the migration happen using the same backend as the scans or is it, is it done separately? It's from this. So basically it will done separately. So the scan, uh, you know, just collecting and indexing the data that data sent scanned. Uh, migration will happen from the from the source. So, for example, if customer would like to migrate anything from one source to another source, it will happen from the source to the destination, not not from data sense indexing engine. Uh, you know. So. Yeah, I guess I meant more of you know, does it use the same type of technology? Because you know, you're you're doing parallelized scans using the back end of, mm-hmm. of cloud data sense. I didn't mm-hmm. know if the the copies and the migrations were also. Yeah done in parallel or you're using something else like cloud sync or xcp to do that yeah it's similar to xcp and rsync uh we do uh you know the dev team and product team is working closely these days with the cloud sync team and uh to have an integration between the two products so this is nda i cannot share with you anything but there is a there is a, a direction to integrate with with both products instead of starting to develop new migration process from DataSense because the DataSense team need to focus on DataSense in order to improve the product, in order to develop more features. So we do have at NetApp this CloudSync option, which is a great, great option for customer, NetApp customer, non-NetApp customer that would like to migrate any data from any source to any destination. So definitely this is something NDA, but we are thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <laughs> as far as the on-prem stuff goes, I mean that's that's still done with DataSense in the cloud, right? So so DataSense itself will be cloud resident, while the the on-prem stuff is just basically you typing in your credentials and, and adding that as a discovery, right? Um, not necessarily. So we can install DataSense inside the on-prem. The credential is the cloud manager credential authentication. Yes. Okay, so you so cloud, yeah. You can, you can install DataSense on-prem. Can you elaborate on that? Is it does it go on like an on-prem VM or server, or you know how does that work? Yeah, great question. So, and as I mentioned, most of our customers, we do have customers using the cloud, and they really, really need these options to integrate it with the cloud. This is how DataSense built. It built into the cloud. So this means SaaS UI. Uh, they don't need to, uh, you know, deal with any software maintenance and upgrade. Everything happening automatically, and this is for the same for the on-prem. So, as you mentioned, DataSense can be installed on a Linux box. We do have the requirements what to prepare in advance before the installation. Uh, the installation is pretty straightforward, and uh, and they need to prepare a VM machine according to the requirements. For example, number of CPU usually will be 16 cores and memory will be 64 gigs and the disk space should be from SSD drive because DataSense is highly random reads and writes. Uh, so SSD is the preferred storage. And uh, yeah, after the deployment, uh, it can be deployed on VMware or on a bare metal, but it's most commonly used on VMware environment. It also supports Hyper-V, of course, and other hypervisors. As long as we have the OS ready and uh, all the prerequisites, we have the installer, the customer can download the installer from NetApp support page and can install the system on-prem. So on, on the cloud data sense page, I see a lot of mention of AI, right? And 
that can mean a lot of different things. In the case of cloud data sense, what does driven by AI mean? Like what is it, what is the AI providing and what sort of benefit does AI give to the cloud data sense? I will start with a short example and then I will uh, I will let Ben to mention it because Ben likes to talk about the AI. But basically, uh, uh, the most easiest example that I can give you is uh, let's assume that I have a two docu documents inside the organization. One document stated that Yossi, which is me, likes Mexican food, which I really, really like. And another document that stated that Yossi is a Mexican. So obviously, Yossi likes Mexican food. Nobody cares about it. But Yossi is a Mexican. This considered as a felicity reference. And this is, this is the whole point with AI. The, the AI can find and distinguish between what is important and what is not important. And this is the basic of the AI. Of course, we, do, we can do the classification and mapping. Everything is out of the box automatically using the AI mechanism. But I will let Ben to add more comments because I really know, I really, I know that Ben likes to talk about the AI. <laughs> Thanks, Nessie. So, <laughs> um, you know, when we look at uh, uh, personal data, not only sensitive personal data, but a lot of, there, there are a lot of numbers there. For instance, a credit card number is a string of 16 digits, um, but not any string of 16 digits is per se a credit card number. And this is where our um, uh, mechanism comes in to validate and, and do proximity testing for, um, for the data that we actually find and report upon. And I'll give you just a small anecdote. We had a customer that um, was testing out the uh, data sense and he created a mock um, order form of a customer, uh, uh, an email. He made up an email address, a phone number, uh, and he also entered a credit card number. Um, and he called us up and said, hey, you know, DataSense was able to find all of the personal information in there, right? The, the email address and, and whatnot. But you failed to pick up the credit card number. You have a bug. So we investigated that. And we found that actually he just made up a credit card number, which was not valid. Therefore, we didn't even pick it up. Right. So we really make sure that um, the details that we report upon are accurate to a level. And I could say, according to tests that ran, um, are north of 90 percent. I would say anywhere between 90 to 97 percent accurate, both on you know, the data and the personal data and the sensitive personal data that we find. So that's really what we pride ourselves on and on our accuracy, proximity testing, machine learning to actually identify uh, the sensitive data within um, the structured and unstructured uh, data. So with, with AI, you know, you're basically feeding it data and learning from it. Um, so I, I imagine that would be personalized to those instances are we also feeding what we learn back to a central repository so that we can apply those lessons to other instances, or are we just keeping those isolated to those particular customers? No, we, we, we do not collect uh, uh, metadata or data from our customers' environments. That would be uh, problematic. Uh, but uh, in many cases, customers would come back and report to us um, what they found, where we may have gaps, what they need. For instance, um, there is a new uh, regulation coming in in South Africa, Papia. So South African customers uh, approach us and, and ask us, can we support 
the specific regulation and the things that need to be found and searched there. So we keep on adding knowledge and capabilities to the tool with uh, uh, our uh, researchers that, that do it here uh, proactively, but also uh, feedback that we receive from customers as well. It's important to mention, thanks Ben, it's important to mention that uh, the accuracy of the product is between 85% to 95%. It's not 100% accurate, but 95%, it's pretty high number. And again, thanks to the team that we have here. So if we have a customer that's finding a result that we call it a false positive, this is a wrong result, uh, usually customer will share it with us. And what does it mean? So there is an option to share the file with NetApp if he is allowed to do so. If the customer is not allowed to share this false positive file, what we will do, we will bring online the team, the A team, and they will speak with the customer. The customer will explain them the format of this file and uh, uh, they will you know, will fix and improve the product immediately. And this is another great thing with the team that we have. It's not 100%, but the team is doing everything they can that the product will, you know, generate 100% uh, 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 good results. So with Cloud Data Sense, I imagine there's there's a number of use cases out there, and we've kind of covered some of them. What would you say your top two use cases are that you hear about the most for Cloud Data Sense for customers? Um, mainly regulations and compliance, but uh, over the last uh, eight months, it's also aimed to provide more insight to the storage admin, and it's starting also to be a security product. As we mentioned, the ransomware, now the product can, for example, to present and open permissions on, from the UI, really, really easy to understand dashboards. So for example, let's assume that customer is using S3 buckets, and on that S3 buckets, by mistake, the HR department migrates all the HR, documents or for example HR resume that existing on any organization these days and this resume containing your personal information and let's assume that this bucket is open to public this is the right point for data sense data sense will be able to identify it and alert about it so as as I mentioned compliance and regulation storage uh, storage dashboards to help to the storage admin teams and the security teams as well. So as far, you know, earlier you were, you are talking about scale out and it got me thinking about scale in general. Do, is there a limitation to the number of files and objects that can be scanned here? Do you, do you have an upper limit there or is that something that just doesn't have any sort of limits to how you can, uh, how you can operate the product? Great, great question. Uh, so basically on our, on our documentation, Cloud, uh, cloud.netup.com documents on the documentation. There is a table that stated what is the limitation. The product was built from the ground to the top. The product was built for enterprise customers. So basically it will be able to scan millions of files with a single instance. If I'm not mistaken, more than uh, 200 millions, millions of files. If this is not good enough, if this is not enough. So basically usually we start with, uh, with one instance. For most of our customers, this is good enough. If we know in advance that customer has petabytes of, of data with billions of files, probably we'll use the scale out uh, option. So basically with the scale out option, if you've got four nodes and a 200 million file limit, you're looking at 800 million files as, a, as an upper limit there, right? Give it a take, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the estimation. So if you had billions of files, you'd have to 
possibly run multiple scans on different areas of this file system? I mean, how, how, did, how would it know to go to each individual system? Is that a manual process? Yeah, currently it's a manual process, but in the future it will be part of the UI. So basically the administrator will have the options to manage where to scan on which node. Uh, but now it's it's more, more manual process. It's automatically processed, but if they need to do some adjustment, that will be manual process. Okay. So as far as cloud data sense goes, I mean, is there anything that I, I didn't ask that you would like customers to know about, you know, things that maybe we forgot to talk about? Well, I think in, in reality, um, we see many uh, use cases of customers that are looking to migrate from on-prem to cloud to optimize the storage and basically to get a handle on what data they have because, you know, the, the data is growing exponentially. Customers have a ton of data, um, which they have no idea what they have and where and who has access to it. And um, maybe it's just orphan data. So we invite all our customers to... Uh, Look at the Cloud Data Sense um, on the, the NetApp Cloud website, and obviously take advantage of our uh, uh, free one terabyte uh, opportunity to scan the data. Um, and obviously, it's something that uh, we would like to talk to you and uh, hear your questions, your comments, and what you think about it. And uh, glad to hear your thoughts. Yeah, just to add my comments, and thank you, Ben. So yeah, uh, it's it's really really easy to start a POC. Uh, every customer has its own one terabyte free free trail. If this is not enough, please reach us uh, reach us uh, out, and we will provide you more. Um, uh, one of the great things that I really like about the product is that DataSense completing the NetApp data fabric story. So NetApp can manage and NetApp can help our customer to overcome the data daily da daily data management challenges. And the other great thing with DataSense that I would like that prospect customers and partners will understand is that the product is not just aimed to scan NetApp system. It can scan almost other, other storage vendors and other applications such as O365, for example. And, and this is what the great thing with that product. Uh, it's completing the NetApp data fabric story, a software, a SaaS software that can help the customer uh, overcome the challenge, get inside about the data, where if they are using NetApp system and whether if not. And did you have any insight sessions that you could tell us about? You know, did you did you actually present at Insight the, the cloud data and stuff? Yeah, thank you for asking. And uh, I did an insight session, uh, 45 minutes of uh, presentation and mainly demo. So it's a 35 minutes of demo about the product. Uh, it's really cool demo, by the way, which I'm also drumming uh, on my drums <laughs> on that session. But uh, yeah, this is 45 minutes. The session number is BRK1185-2. So you can register to Inside, download the video. You will see the presentation, all the things we covered today and more. I'm talking about all the latest features that released in DataSense and every few weeks, we have new features, new exciting features. So everything is on that session and you will be able to see a demo. And I also talking about the roadmap. All right. Sounds like Cloud Data Sense has a lot of possibilities for us to scan and understand our cloud data as well as our on-prem data. So uh, Yossi, if we wanted to reach you and get more information, how do we do that? 
Thanks, Justin. So basically, my name, my, my email address is yossi at netup.com. It's Y-O-S-S-I at netup.com. And you can find me on my LinkedIn page, yossi.ash at gmail.com. And you can search Yossi NetUp. We are only two of us in the entire NetUp, so you will find me very, very easy. All right, excellent. And uh, Ben? Sure. So thanks for having us. And uh, you could uh, uh, find me at ben.keston at netup.com or on LinkedIn. All right, excellent. Thanks so much for joining us and telling us all about Cloud Data Sense. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Yoshi Askenazi and Ben Keston for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.